Welcome to the Taz Show Podcast. Taz Show Live at Tim Hortons, Wellington, and Baseline. Stop in, see us, or stop at any Tim Hortons and get your smile cookies all week long. Yes, smile cookie week is back. Only a dollar for a smile cookie, and that money goes right to the Children's Health Foundation. Uh, This time around, helping out opportunities to participate, which is a great program at the Thames Valley Children's Center, uh, allowing kids who have been through some medical challenges in their lives to play sports sports and be on teams just like all the other kids and we've got one of those children here she's growing fast andy how old are you now um i'm 10 turning 11 on september 22nd oh coming up yep happy early birthday andy thank you we've met you before at radiothon and uh yeah andy's fight which is a charity that you are the face of right Mm-hmm. Yeah. How was your golf tournament this year? It was good. Did you golf or were you just kind of there shaking hands? I was just and... kind of there shaking hands. Yeah. Nice. Have you ever? Do you like swinging the golf club? Is that your sport? Yes, I like golfing. Okay. I understand soccer is your sport as well, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks to uh, opportunities to participate, you've been able to play some soccer. Um, do you like kicking the ball or do you like doing the head balls? Uh, kicking it. Yeah. Kicking it. Yeah. Keep it away from your head, okay? Okay. <laughs> you got to be careful out there. Uh, Andy, you were born with diamond black fan anemia, which uh, it sounds like a type of snake, to be honest. <laughs> really, yeah. Like a Samuel Jackson movie. Yeah. Diamond black fan anemia is a ra- rare bone marrow defect. Your body doesn't create red blood cells. Because of that, you've been treated at Children's Hospital for uh, since you were born, and you've had over 150 blood transfusions. You're feeling good now, though, right? Yep. Well, tomorrow, actually, is uh, my blood transfusion. You got one coming up tomorrow? So yep. How long does that take? What's the process like it, for one of those? It, like I get there at around 9, and it ends at hopefully around 3 o'clock. Wow, so that's a full day you have to sit yep. in the hospital, huh? And do you feel great after you get one? And when I wake up to go to school on Wednesday, then I feel good. Yeah, so it takes about a day to kick in, huh? Yeah. And you have a device that you carry around with you. What what does that device do? Um, it's, uh, I get a needle every night, except for Saturdays. That's why I love Saturdays. <laughs> and, um, it, the medicine, um, breaks down the extra iron. Okay, so it just keeps you going. It's yeah. plugged into you, and it gives you the medicine when you need it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, why should people buy smile cookies today, in your opinion, Andy? Um, so it, like, helps other people um, get to be, who get to be active and get out of the hospital and yeah. stuff like that. You made a lot of new friends playing sports? Yep. Yeah? You love it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about Except it for a second. There's uh, one, one part of uh, soccer in Dorchester. Our team was not the best. <laughs> oh, we've all been on one of those teams in our lives for sure. As long as you have the most fun, that's all that matters, right? Yep. Winning's overrated. Oh, we didn't even win. We tied. <laughs> you only had one tie? You're like the Cleveland Browns of the Dorchester <laughs> Soccer League. <laughs> 
<laughs> or the Buffalo Bills. That's Jim's team. They're terrible, too. Easy, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just, I, I think we got to wrap things up because you're almost done your first smile cookie, and I see you yeah. eyeing up some more here. Andy, thank you so much. It's always a, a pleasure to see you here. Thanks for supporting uh, all the kids out there and, and sharing your experience and helping sell some smile cookies, okay? Okay. All right. That's Andy. She's a, she's a good one, and we want you to stop in support with uh, Smile Cookie Week starting today at all Tim Hortons locations in the FM 96 listening area. The winner is... Devin Peacock. I want to see you peacock. Peacock, peacock. You peacock. Taz Show live at Tim Hortons for Smile Cookie Week. And Devin Peacock is back in the studio pouting because his football team stinks. <laughs> Buffalo Bills are so bad that their players are retiring at halftime, Dev. Yeah, Vontae Davis, uh, I don't know what is going through his head. I think it dates back to actually last year. So Vontae Davis signed with the Buffalo Bills in the offseason. His career, for the most of it, had been with the Indianapolis Colts. Last year, though, he had a falling out with the Colts, so he played half the season. Then he was put inactive for one week, had an up, had a back and forth with the coaching staff, then decided to have season-ending groin surgery last year missed the second half of the season mm. they cut him at the end like of the fun. year no <laughs> well he was playing though and when they decided to not play him he said okay well if i had this injury that came around in training camp i'll have season-ending surgery what do you think about that they cut him at the end of the year he signs with buffalo he was inactive week one he struggled week two just yesterday and then i guess that was enough <laughs> for him to call it quits in halftime it was uh Something no one's ever seen before, and really, I mean, it's just, if you want to quit, quit. Just don't quit in the middle of the game. I, I get it, and it's, that's obviously crazy and never happened before, but after reading his statement that he put out, I felt really sympathetic for him because he said he was out there. He's been going through injuries and injuries, and he felt like he could play at the start of the season, but after he got out there uh, this weekend... He said he was scared, and he said, I, at well, this yeah, point in my great. life... Well, you whisper that to the coach, sure. and you put the statement out when the game ends. You don't distract from what is going on. These players on the bench are wondering what's happening. They may hear about one of your teammates just deciding to retire mid-game before the game's even over. How's that going to affect well, their play? They, did, they didn't have to reveal to the media that he would have retired at halftime. They he kinda, put it out there. No, no A so, fan could have yelled it. Another guy was interviewed and he was the one who revealed it. So all I'm saying is that the guy felt scared. We're always worried about NFL players' health. This guy's out there terrified. So if He's, if he's not in the right mindset, he could probably get hurt. He could leave a guy open so that one of his teammates gets hurt. So like, did that tweet, that tweet didn't go out until after the game, Dev? So, so there was, the, the report initially was that he wasn't coming out, and he told some, like he, he showered at halftime, put on his clothes, and just left. And so he said, I, I'm done, I'm retired. There was so Chris Mortensen had a tweet that came out that said basically the same thing. But if you're if you're scared about your health, if you're not up to playing, that's fine. I think the issue is if you're going to slink out the back, then just tell your teammates I'm not in the right shape of mind. I'm not healthy. I just can't do this. I don't. It, that's a it's it's a reasonable thing to say, but the way he went about it is completely disrespectful. Well, let's hear what some of his, you got some audio of his yeah, teammates, what they this thought. This is uh, Lorenzo Alexander, is one of the co-captains on the defensive side, uh, spoke after the game. 
you've seen anything like that in your NFL Never career? seen it ever. Pop Warner, high school, college, pros, never heard of it, never seen it. And it's just completely disrespectful when to uh, his teammates. Did he say anything to you? Did, did, did he say anybody to anybody? He didn't say nothing to nobody. He left? When did yeah, he you know as much as I know. I know I found out going in the second half of the game. Uh, coming out, said he said he's not coming out. He retired. Hmm. So. What? Yep. That's it. So. Who said uh, that? Who said what? Who said he's on the sideline. Yeah, side I mean, guys heard about it and said that he wasn't coming back out. Absolutely. I've just decided that's how I'm going to retire someday. <laughs> you hey, just Jim, leave at 7.30? Yeah, I'm going to put on a long song say I'm going to the bathroom and <laughs> never come back. I'm sorry. I just wasn't wasn't doing well out there. I retired. <laughs> that, see, that is crazy. I know. I know. It's like, it's obviously, uh, when I first read the headline, I was like, I laughed. and But but then when I read his statement, I just felt bad for him. I feel bad for him, too. But again, it's not his reason for quitting. It's how he quit. But he said he had an epiphany on the field. So he had that moment. You have an epiphany. So do you think he should have got back on in the second half or no. just told his coaches? No, you talk to the coach and say, hey, I'm not ready to play. I don't feel good. They sit him, and then after the game, you make an announcement or you go into the office and you you retire like a normal person <laughs> instead of just leaving after taking a shower in the middle of the game. Hey, uh, let's stay with the Buffalo Bills for a second here, Dev. Um, how's that ban on fans <laughs> jumping through folding tables going at the tailgate parties? Yeah, it was pretty much a bad weekend overall for Bills fans because uh, the Erie County Sherry's, Sheriff's Office had said before the game they reminded fans, because this was the home opener, that table slamming is banned at uh, Bills games. Uh, Bills fans did not seem to care because they were apparently hundreds of videos posted online of them slamming themselves through chairs on Sunday and Saturday. And so now there's a bunch of them who could be facing criminal charges and a lifetime ban because they uh, just couldn't help themselves and had to slam some tables. The worst thing you can do is tell a drunken crowd not to do something. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Deb. We are here. Smile Cookie Week starts right now at Tim Hortons. All locations in the FM 96 listening area. Actually, the initiative has gone global, so local charities across the world are being supported with delicious chocolate chunk smile cookies. You wouldn't think the icing would take a cookie up to the next level the way it does, but yeah. oh. You can tell the difference with that smile on there, Jim. Yeah, it just tastes better. It's just a little sweeter, not too much sweeter, but just perfect. A little extra treat on top of that cookie. And uh, it's very nice because it supports a great cause, which is the uh, Thames Valley Children's Center this time around. We have uh, Dr. John Laporta here this morning. Good morning, doctor. Good morning, Taz. Good to be with you. And we've got Brett du- Brett Duncan as well with the uh, Thames Valley Children's Center. Hey, Brett. Good morning. Great to be with you. So, uh, Dr. Laporta, what is your role with the Children's Center? Oh, I just hang around. (laughs) Have fun there. I'm the CEO and responsible for everything that occurs at the center. And you've been lucky. Uh, What kind of medicine did you practice through your career? Tell us about working at the hospital. My doctor is in clinical psychology. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
And what's it like working with these kids? I mean, we've had the pleasure of meeting so many of them this morning and through uh, Radiothon every year. And we know, we look forward to that day. You know, it comes a couple times a year with this or w- with that. But you got to see kids all the time, and you still get to deal with these children. That's right. And these success stories. It must yeah. be pretty special. Well, I've been at the center 24 years, and I've seen children grow up from infancy right into young adulthood. And they actually do do two things for us. They're inspirational. Yeah. And they also give you perspective on life. I bet. Is there anything more special than bumping into a fully grown adult who says to you, oh, uh, hey, Dr. Laporta, and you kind of look at him like, do I know this person? It's like, yeah, I was a little kid. You know, I came close to not making it, and thanks to the people at the Children's Hospital and the Thames Valley Children's Center, I'm now an adult living a, a full life with a family of my own. That's that right. must be the best feeling in the world. It's terrific. Last week, met with two of them who, are, who just got married this Saturday. To who, each other? To each other, who met, a, met his clients at the center. Wow, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, that's so cool. Were you not invited to the wedding? <laughs> Should have been the minister, man. Come on. <laughs> they, had, they came into pictures with me beforehand oh, that's oh, very awesome. nice they were so kind that they were donating some of the funds from their wedding to the center wow and, and you hear those stories a lot the full circle because you talk about them giving you perspective think of the perspective these kids have where every day is a gift after they go through these these tough battles early on it's all they've ever known is uh you know the mortality and being in the hospital and how valuable feeling good is and it is it's such a cool thing now uh brent you uh, are with the center what uh, what is your role what are you uh, doing to help the kids out so i'm actually the director of our communications education and technology uh i was trained as a speech pathologist and practiced clinically for a number of years so I've had the privilege of also watching many kids realize their potential and I think that's it you talked about kids facing some tough challenges and for us we always see ability not disability we see the potential in every child the hopes and dreams like every other kid out there so I've had the privilege for 25 years now to help kids become kids become the best kids they can be and the programs that we're supporting here with the smile cookies it's sport. Kids, they get out there. Some kids are told, yeah, you'll never play soccer. You'll never play hockey. And then they go through their treatment. They come out the other side. And you guys help facilitate them getting out there. Because there are still, you know, some challenges involved with getting these kids out there on the hockey rink or, or the basketball court, right? Yeah, and I think for us, uh, as I said, we, we see every kid has potential and for us life is all about participation it's about getting out there and the smile cookie campaign this year is supporting what we call opportunities to participate programs and it's exactly as you say Taz it's about supporting kids in whatever way they need to get out there on the ice whether it's trying a sledge for the first time uh, and experiencing that freedom of movement experiencing shooting a puck for the first time if it's getting on a bike to go for a ride with your family we've got a range of bikes and we have bike clinics that we offer supported uh, with donations from a generous community playing soccer for the first time a whole range of, of sport recreation leisure and arts what's more important to a kid than a bike 
You know oh. what I mean? Isn't it the, exactly. the freedom, yes. right? Yeah. 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 My kid's—he's not even two yet, and he—the first thing he wants to do when he gets up in the morning, bike, bike, yeah. bike. Yeah. It's actually kind of annoying. Chad's <laughs> <laughs> got a bike he can donate to. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's great though. He—he he just always wants the bike. Here we go playing Who Do You Trust this morning. I understand that Brad is our contestant. Hello, Brad. Hey, how are you? Good, man. Listen carefully here. There's a bit of a delay because we're live on location at Tim Hortons for Smile Cookie Week. Uh, And we've got facts for you about the movie Predator, the original. The, The new one in theaters on the weekend was number one at the box office, but we're talking the Arnold Schwarzenegger epic high five classic like the, the best high God five that, that is the best that high five with uh, Apollo Creed yeah, yeah Carl, Weathers. Carl Weathers yeah the, the high five heard around the world the first two takes uh, the biceps actually exploded and had to be put back together when those two is this your fact you know <laughs> no I've got the truth coming up that's ridiculous okay so Juan the Colombian is here with us Juan good morning good morning Taz good morning Jim thanks for helping us out here um, Juan we'll let you go first okay what is your fact about the movie The Predator one of us telling the truth you guess who it is and you're gonna win here Brad go ahead well uh, in Colombia I always make things about Colombia. I love it. Uh, in Colombia, uh, actually, this movie is a huge thing, especially for families. We get to enjoy this movie in Christmas time. We get together after uh, Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. We just get together with our family, with grandma, with my mom, with my sister, and we just sit there and watch The Predator. It's a, it's a thing that happens every Christmas. So The Predator Christmas. is a Christmas movie in Colombia? Is, oh, yeah. yeah. is this just your family or is this like all families? Uh, well, it's, it's actually, I thought it was just my family for like the longest time, but then one day I was talking to someone about it and yeah, they told me it's a thing in Colombia, so I guess I'm not the only one watching it after Christmas Eve. In, in North America, mm-hmm. people watch It's a Wonderful Life or A Christmas Story. Yeah, yeah. In Colombia, on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve? So, well, it, it works. I don't know how it works here. So, after Christmas Eve. So, it will be the 25th? Yeah. So, Christmas Day? Is Christmas that? Day is okay, what yeah, it's yeah. called. So, yeah. that's, that's when we do it. You watch yeah. a Christmas Day. Yeah. After Very you fun. open your presents, do you open presents first? Or? So, we open the presents first, and then we do that after. It's super fun. You, you should watch try the it. Predator. It's so fun. You should try it. Bring okay. your grandma. Bring Get to the Christmas shopper. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you're listening, you better try it, though, because it's really good. Uh, I would see, like, if a, a Schwarzenegger movie, Jingle All the Way, might be something <laughs> you watch at Christmas, but apparently in Colombia, the Predator is a Christmas movie. Interesting. Jim, what is your fact? All right, Brad, here's the truth, brother. Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally the Predator. He was the guy in the suit. But I guess it was real hot. The thing weighed like 200 pounds. Jean-Claude Van Damme did not stop complaining the first for like the first month of production on set. So they actually fired him. They fired Jean- Jean-Claude Van Damme and replaced him with a like a seven-foot ballet dancer. So Jean-Claude, yeah, that sounds silly. No, no, no. no. Do you know, ballet is like bo- about the science of moving your body and stuff like that, right? Uh-huh. So he'd be like, ah, I'm a scary monster. I know how to move my body. Ballet. Ooh. 
Okay, that's Jim's fact, and here is the truth about the movie Predator from Taz, the most honest guy in London. So you you know those scenes where it like shows the perspective of the Predator, and it's like heat vision. Yeah. Like the yellow and red, it's the heat vision. That so that was like groundbreaking technology at the time. Heat vision. They were filming with this heat vision camera, and they had a big problem during the filming of those scenes because you think about the guys who were in that helicopter. You got Arnold, you got uh, Carl Weathers, you have uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, all like big bodybuilders, and those dudes eat a lot of protein. So the issue was they were filming the heat vision, and they kept having to do reshoots because those guys could not hold in their protein farts. Oh, <laughs> so, and when they would when they would toot, it would show up on the heat vision cameras like a little cloud, like a little red or yellow cloud. Oh my god! And the director would yell, "Cut! Come on! Cut! Jesse, who cut the cheese? Jesse, Jesse, <laughs> the body. What are you doing? Exactly. So there was like this constant this cloud around their midsections uh, during the heat vision scenes. They actually had to bring in um, some guys wearing special uh, water bottle, like hot water bottle." Uh, suits to film those scenes so they'd be the same size as Arnold because those guys just could not hold it in and it was ruining everything. So who do you trust this morning? Is it myself, oh, Taz? Man, they, all sound, Is it, they all sound like a lie. Juan the Colombian. What do you mean? Christmas morning, they watched Predator in Colombia, or is it Jim? Jean-Claude Van Damme was originally the Predator. Oh, I don't know what to go with here. Um. <laughs> Which one sounds least ridiculous out of the three? Ridiculous possibilities. The John Claude Van Damme one. Congratulations. You are correct. Got it. You are going to see the Trues. Just announced the show coming up at London Music Hall this February, courtesy of the Taz Show. And you get to check out that Marvel Comics Live uh, show in Hamilton. Way to go, Brad. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Hey, I just want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Taz Show podcast. If you want more, subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the podcast places.